Aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? What's up, nerds? Welcome to another episode of the Multiverse Report. Tonight, we are recapping the week's nerdy news from the writer's room to the picket line and everywhere in between. My name is Mike Gibson. With me, as always, is Steve Haller. What's up, Steve? Oh, just hanging out with the uh, the picketers out at the, the WGA strike. Yeah. 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 Big story this week. The Writers Guild of America has gone on strike against... Um, Specifically, television studios, I believe. Well, yeah. I guess that's every. It's everything. It's everything. Um, just like yeah, I think the impetus was primarily because of that, but it's it's a general WGA. Yeah, they're um, really talking about uh, streaming. I think is is a part of part of the ongoing negotiations has to do with streaming and rights and contracts and things like that. There, mm-hmm. um, we kind of heard that this was coming. A few weeks ago, and uh, they could not come to an agreement, and now the writers are on strike. They're striking for things like increased wages, benefits, and uh, job security is a big thing. Um, Apparently, studios are trying to implement policies where they don't necessarily have to hire a certain number of writers or have to keep them employed for any amount of time, like just really trying to um, skim where they can skim, and it's not uh, beneficial to anyone that's trying to make uh, screenwriting their career or people that have made screenwriting their career. Um, uh, the studio along those lines, I don't know if you remember Brecken Meyer. Yeah. The, uh, the actor from the nineties. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, he's become a, a fairly prolific writer and yeah. uh, they, they showed a sign of him on the picket line and you know how sometimes they write funny things on sure. the, their signs or whatever. Uh, his said, uh, something about uh stop the strike you don't want me acting again yeah <laughs> i was like yeah, yeah that's good i saw a lot of funny signs yeah um, well which, the writers you know, you know they're the, the writers that are ones that are striking <laughs> so it makes sense that the signs yeah. are going to be top notch um uh the writers the wga writers guild of america they have made they have made public their demands what they are asking for they have um released them you can l- look at it it's very interesting and they also uh included in the same document they have what the studios countered with if there was if they accepted the demand it notes that and i don't think they did anything if they um countered with anything they note that and if they rejected it without a counter offer they note that and that is on there a lot quite a bit um so like studios are compromising with some of the demands otherwise just outright rejecting without offering um, a better solution. So hence, they're on strike. So what's this mean? This means that um, movies and TV shows and things that you like, they're just not going to be moving forward um, currently. Um, Nothing is in development anymore for until the strike is over, which is wild. Um, uh, There's been speculation on how long it's going to last, but I've heard anywhere between three months and six months. Um, yeah, and, that's about what I, I mean, would have seen around. Yeah. And I've heard, uh, recently that it's going to be three to four months before studios really start really like kind of feeling the pressure because, and certainly films like movies are done so far in advance that 
we're going to be fine movie wise for like a while. When I say we, I mean, you the know, general, they're not, you know, the, they're not the going to delay the we, flash yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah. Any movie that's coming out this year is likely already done yep. and it's in the can. Um, but TV on the other hand, that's not the case. Um, and TV is probably going to start suffering or seeing the consequences of this strike before film will. A lot of productions have announced that they have already shut down, including Saturday Night Live. Uh, Blade, Marvel's Blade, says that they have shut down and they just got a new writer, so they weren't even close to being able to film anything anyway. And Stranger Things also has shut down production because of the strike. I also saw some other um, shows have said that they will continue to proceed filming, claiming that the episodes are already written. Two of the biggest ones that I saw being House of the Dragon and Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. I don't necessarily think that's smart of them to do because a lot of people I've, I've read a lot of stuff saying that like writing's not done just because cameras are rolling like scripts are being tweaked all the times like lines yeah. are being changed or swapped out or improved like and any of that regardless of how casual it is counts as writing and therefore counts as crossing the picket line and uh mm. scabbing so the thing the i want to say both of them are affected by is this is a WGA strike. Yeah. And I want to say production for both of them is based out of the UK. Mm, could or be. one or I remember reading that for one or both of them. I can't remember which this was but like, like two days ago where yes, it's but I'm sure there, I'm sure there's American writers on them on those though. I don't know. I, I want to say one of the two. I re- distinctly remember seeing that. This is great, like me saying something completely out of my ass that I remember <laughs> reading. But like there there are those those minor, you know, uh, edge cases where something like sure. that could could keep something running. Yeah. It just makes me like. It makes me nervous for season two of both those shows or any show that's going to continue to film without having writers because either either you're crossing the picket line while you're filming which is bullshit or you're not going to make any you're not going to be able to make any tweaks and those shows might suffer like we like do you remember the first time when was the other well the last writer strike was 2006 something like that yeah seven or something and um a lot of shows that were on the air at that point either stopped or like saw massive dips in quality like you know we all know the third season of lost not the best season of that show <laughs> um and it is largely pointed to because of the writer strike things like the um so i don't know it's it's i think it's a gamble for studios to continue um making these things without um writers um, okay so i also, was i was wrong on that uh okay for the record both of them are as you're saying uh, or initial scripts were completed and they're going forward with writing or with filming, which yeah. all, I am 100% with you seems like a very dumb idea. Especially for like House of the Dragon and, and Rings of Power are both like based on works that are like in-depth worlds yeah. and races of people. And there's like so much lore there. Mm-hmm. Like if you get that wrong or you mess it up or you don't treat it with the right respect or whatever, like you're going to enrage your fan base. Oh, and you know who, you know, who's one of those writers, the guy who wrote the damn books. Right. Yeah. (laughs) George R. R. Martin. (laughs) And you'd think 
the network that made Game of Thrones might know a little bit about what happens when you skew too far from the source material and start making stuff up on the fly, your series may not end as strongly as it started. So I don't know. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Um, and I was listening to earlier today, I was listening to an episode, the most recent episode of uh, the Hot Mike podcast. We've met, mentioned it on this show before with Jeff Snyder and John Roca. And they were talking about the strike too. And they brought up a great point that I hadn't thought of. Like, how is this going to affect things like um, if this is still going on through the summer, which people are saying that it might, how is it going to affect something like things like Comic-Con or uh, film or like promotion, like promotion of these movies that were written? Like how many actors are going to start being like being OK promoting movies? Like, do they not talk about the writing like during this strike going on? Like, is it is it how? How uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, how ethical right. <laughs> is it for uh, for actors and other people to start promoting these films when the people that wrote them are standing outside the building on a picket on a picket line? Yeah. Um, and that still goes for like film reviewers and like journalists that like may be part of the WGA. Like they're not going to be writing reviews of the movies that the studios are putting out for people to read to decide whether or not they want to go see them. And I guess that's part of where the studios will start feeling the the pressure um you know if the word isn't getting out about these you know if the promotion isn't there anymore because the people that write that promotion uh aren't able to do it because they're on strike yeah. i don't know it's gonna be interesting mm-hmm. it's gonna be interesting you know and almost so much of what we talk about in the show are like projects that are in development. Like we're going to talk about Superman in a little bit. And I think James Gunn has, he has released a statement about how he is, um, you know, he is in support of the WGA. I don't know. Cause he wrote Superman legacy. I don't know the rules. Like, can he still make Superman legacy since he's the writer? Like, does that make a difference? I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, that's, but it'll be interesting to see like what's going to get delayed. Like we're, we're about to talk about all these things that are in development. Who and else? they're going to be in development for a while because can't really finalize the script without anyone to write it. I know. And there's also, this is the most terrifying part of this whole thing for me, is that there are also rumors that studios are looking into or already deciding to attempt to use AI, artificial intelligence programs, to write some scripts. Sure. while the writers are on strike possibly jeff snyder said this on the hot mic podcast he's hearing possibly scripts that are based on existing public domain works so they're not asking a computer to come up with a story by itself which i don't think would be good at all and I, not that i think this would be good either but i guess the idea is that if you feed a computer you know dracula or something that's in the public domain it could rewrite that story or use that in a way to make a new version of it. And then the studios, apparently, the, 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 the report is that the studios would then hire real writers to polish those scripts um, once the strike is over. I think any... And I feel like, you know, the, the writers are talking about, they're, they're trying to... They're striking for some job security, and I think this is probably part of it. Like, they don't want their jobs to be taken away by a computer. And I don't want that either. I don't think... I don't think a computer can is really ever, I'll say it ever, going to be able to write a story as good as yeah. a human that feels 
emotion <laughs> um, will be able to. I know there's a lot of people that disagree with me on, you know, Twitter or whatever, but um, a lot of blue checks on Twitter that um, think AI is the future, but uh, they're dumb. It's not. It's not. Or it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. So I hope that's not true. I hope that doesn't happen. Because I feel like I wouldn't want to watch any movie that was AI. I just wouldn't. I mean, you could watch the movie AI. Right, which was written and directed by human beings. <laughs> oh, sure. that's how that worked? Yeah, yeah. They're probably the ones that are striking now, right? Yeah. Okay, probably. got it. It would have been cool if they um, they made that movie with only artificial intelligence. That was like a rule. Don't give them ideas. Mm. They're going to rewrite the yeah. movie. They're going to feed them that yeah. movie and say, come well, up with a script that sucks less and go go for it. <laughs> See what Chad GPT right. can come up with. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, that's going to be a thing that we uh, probably mention or talk about or touch on quite a bit until it's over. Um, so get ready for that, loyal listeners. Um, speaking of loyal listeners, Steve, uh, Shout out to anyone who listened to all two and a half hours of <laughs> May the 4th Star Wars movie ranking episode that we put out last week. Uh, our friend of the pod, Matt Peseta, joined us and ranked um, our favorite 11 live action Star Wars films with some help from um, our listeners that filled out a survey letting us know their rankings so we could kind of tabulate those uh, numbers as well. Thank you so much to anybody that uh, sent in your ranking. That episode is available. And like I said, it is two and a half hours long, but it's a lot of fun. It was a lot um, of fun. Yeah, we had fun doing it. Um, can't say we're going to do it again next year, but we'll figure we'll out have something else. Wars to do. Yeah, maybe something else. I mean, it's, uh, there's only so much that the the 11 rankings will change in a year or so. Um, right. Yeah. Um, but I will say that... Uh, something that we talked about in that episode was a, a joke towards the end about how we should make t-shirts and the first t-shirt we, that we should make should say yub nub for life on it. Um, I did have one person reach out to me and say, just FYI, if you guys did make a yub nub for life t-shirt, I would definitely buy one. So hmm. just putting that in your brain, we have at least one sale, one sale already in the books. And I know people that can make those shirts very easily. All right. I mean, I would buy one too. Same. I would. Yeah. So there's three. We got three. I guess. We got three. I'd have to make one Profit. for, I, I would definitely have to make one for my son though. Cause he is yeah, obsessed uh, my, with Yub Nub. So, uh, my son's not, but he'd wear it. If we threw like an Ewok on there somehow without getting sued by Lucasfilm. I might have ways around that too. Yeah. We can figure that out. We can figure that out. Um, moving on to some actual, uh, nerdy news. We've got the trailer for Dune part two came out this week dune denny villeneuve's massive epic to or the sequel the massive epic sequel to his massive epic dune part one yep um came out this week steve what'd you think of this trailer it looks great yeah that's looks I, like more dune it looks like more dune it looks like and uh, how do how to go spoiler free without going yeah Never mind. Yeah, because um, I haven't. I don't know the story. I haven't. All I of the crazy that you saw is probably the first half of the movie. Oh wow! So they're keep they're they're holding a lot back. And you saw enough crazy to be like filling a whole movie. So yeah, there was a lot of crazy. There was 
sandworm riding. There was uh, some knife fighting. There was, um, uh, you know, spice running free. Free. There were some weird looking people. There's some weird black and white cuts, like stark <laughs> contrast black and white stuff. Um, and those will all make slightly more sense. Yeah. In the context of the yep. movie. Um, fun fact. Uh, the Harkonnen that you're thinking of, the bald mm-hmm. uh, chalky guy. Uh, yes. You know who he was played by in the 1984 Dune adaptation? Mm, I know some people that were in that movie, but I don't know who they played. So I'm going to say no. Sting. That was Sting. Okay, yes. I knew yes. Sting was in it. Yep. I didn't know that that's who he played. Figure awesome. out the Harkonnen. So that's... Uh, oh, all right. Yeah, that'll be. Uh, I'm I'm very excited for this movie, especially at oh, wow. the level that the first one set for me. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I thought. I mean, I don't have a tie to the source material. I thought the first one was great, um, but I did think it was very long. Yes, but I also think uh, Denny Villeneuve is a great filmmaker, and. Um, the look and feel of the first one was great and it looks like just exactly that same look and feel to the part two, uh, which makes for some good connectivity. And didn't they like, when did Dune come out last year? Two years ago? Two years ago? Two years ago, right? I think two years ago. But they hadn't announced Dune 2 until after the first one came out. Like they didn't green light. They hadn't started making this movie until after the first one came out. I think they had scripts. I just don't think they went full-blown, like, yeah. started going yeah. at it. But still, like, the scale at which this dude makes movies, I feel like it's uh, yeah. a short clock yeah. on 100%. a movie a movie that this is that is this big, mm-hmm. you know? But it's still, I mean, from that trailer, it looks great. It looks really good. Yeah, I don't know if you also realize that uh, Princess Aurelian is Florence Pugh. Yeah, I sure did. Yeah, big, I mean, there was... Uh, you know, star-studded cast of the first one too, and yeah. a lot of those people are moving on into this one. Plus, we're getting more Zendaya. We're getting um, Florence Pugh. Um, Apparently, Tim Blake Nelson is going to be in it in oh, an undisclosed really? role. Oh, excellent! Um, yeah, we get Rebecca Ferguson back. We get Tim- yeah. Timothy Chalamet, Javier obviously. Bardem, Javier Bardem, and uh, Dave Bautista. <laughs> that, so, that cut of him, the cut back to Javier Bardem. When uh, Timothy Chalamet is like trying to ride the sandworm, yeah, yeah, it was just great that that quick cut back and forth, and it was good. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, let us oh, know if you're excited for Dune. also what Go ahead. that you may not oh. have known for casting. Uh, did you sure know Christopher Walken is going to be in this movie? No, Christopher Walken will be uh, the Emperor. Wow. Yeah. So I didn't think I feel like he hasn't done anything in a long time. Well, he's doing this and he used to do everything. The last thing I can remember him was as King Louis in the Jungle Book. So, yeah, you're right. That's the last thing I know that I mean, I'm sure he probably did. He had to have been in something since then. But I feel like in like the 2000s, he just wouldn't stop working. I feel like he said yes to every script that came <laughs> that came to him. It was because he was in some great stuff and some terrible stuff. It was in the post uh, post more cowbell era, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, he interesting since uh, well, oh, he's in Severance on TV on TV, which I've heard is phenomenal. Oh, 
But, yeah, um, me too. He was in Peter Pan Live, apparently. He was Captain Hook in Peter Pan Live. Hmm. Oh, I remember hearing that. That was years ago. Definitely didn't see that. Uh, he was in The Jesus Rolls, the sequel to The Big Lebowski. There's a sequel to The Big Lebowski? Uh, based, ex- well, it's a spinoff of The Big Lebowski based on uh, John Turturro's character. Oh, my God. I remember that. I remember that being announced and I forgot all about it. Is it a Cohen? Did the Cohen brothers make no, it? No, it is written, written, directed, and starring John Turturro. Wow. Yep. I should watch that. I should I'm, watch that. Because I love I love John Turturro. I'm mildly intrigued now. Yes, since, yeah. since the Jungle Book, he did Father Figures, Irreplaceable You, The Jesus Rolls, The War with Grandpa, Percy, Wild Mountain Time, and now Dune Part Two. Wow. All right. Well, he's still out there then. I'm wrong. Sorry to doubt you, Christopher Walken. Never doubt Christopher Walken. Also, who yeah, knows who knows how big of a part any of those are? Yeah. It could you're just right. be, hey, I'm just cashing a paycheck and calling it a day. Yeah. Uh what's your favorite Christopher Walken role? I Jesus, I don't even know. <laughs> uh mine is one hundred percent him as Max Shrek in Batman Returns. I think he's incredible. Okay. And hilarious in that movie. So funny. Great villain. See that? I mean, most of what I ever remember him as is like quick one shots and cameos or like yeah. small bit parts here and there. Yeah, like his tiny, he's got the smallest role in like Pulp Fiction, but it's great. I was literally so just going to say Pulp Fiction. Yeah, yeah. Your father's <laughs> Wait, watch. Wayne's World 2. Uh, who's he in Wayne's World 2? Bobby Kahn. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yes. Yep. Yeah, Max Shrek and Batman Returns. He's in uh, Sleepy Hollow too. He's like yep. the the Hessian, the Hessian soldier. Hmm. I said I almost said Hessian because uh, of watching the Last Jedi recently, and the DJ character asked for Haitian smelt, so it was my Haitian smelt meets Hessian soldier came out. <laughs> Haitian, 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 instead of Hessian. He's in Joe Dirt too. Hmm, cool. Yeah, he's used to, he did a bunch of like ad, he's in Click, the Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> like, that's what I mean. Like, he just catch did me anything. if you can. Like, pull hall junkies. Oh yeah, he's great in Catch Me If You Can. I've never seen yeah. Catch Me If You Can. I've heard oh, good dude, things. Oh dude, it is yeah. excellent. That nice. is a great movie. Man Very on good. fire. I mean, Steven Spielberg, Tom Hanks, and Leonardo DiCaprio. And got apparently right Christopher there. Walken. Yeah, that's true. There we go. All right. Cool. So that's our talk about Dune Part Two. That's our talk about Christopher great. Walken. <laughs> that's our talk about Christopher Walken. You, thank um, you for coming to our Christopher Walken segment. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, I got some DC news. Uh, this is a pretty light week for news. Like the Dune trailer is probably the biggest thing. Like there's some kind of updates and small rumors and reports. Like we're talking about more unconfirmed reports this week than I normally like to talk about. Mostly till we get to uh, Marvel stuff, but. Um, and no one shots. I put all the stuff that would be one shots. I put into our regular show just because I feel like there wasn't a whole lot going on. Steve, you just got to look on your face like you thought of something that I didn't. No, know I about. was yes because I was in my brain. I was like, did the Marvels trailer drop this week? And then I'm like, no, we talked about that a couple weeks ago. Oh, we talked about that. Yeah. I but I recently they they showed it at the beginning of Guardians, so it was in yep. my brain. I was like, wait, yeah. yeah, wait, no, yeah. Um. All these weeks really do run together for me mm-hmm. a lot. I'm like, did we talk about that last week? Did we talk about that? What? Yes. Right. I mean, it's a little like 
I feel like it's a little easier for me to remember because I'm the one that puts all the the rundown together. Yeah. So I like remember what I'm deleting and then replacing and <laughs> you know, you just see a new one every week. Okay, something else showed up. Cool. This anyway, is why you keep got... show notes, folks. Yeah, that's right. Uh we got a report this week that um the casting of Superman, while we know that it's a uh, um uh you know, one of the biggest things, big, biggest castings going on in Hollywood right now. Um and that is already underway. Still a few months away from hearing anything official, according to a report from Deadline. Uh, they just they scooper Justin Kroll from Deadline says basically every rep who has a client in Hollywood has submitted an audition tape for the role of Clark Kent, and apparently uh, James Gunn and Peter Safran have um, pledged to watch every single one of them. So it's going to be some time, especially with James Gunn still doing promotion for Guardians Three for probably a few more weeks. Um, it's going to be a little bit of time. Uh, so it might put us sometime in the summer, which might put us at San Diego Comic-Con. I mean, I feel like if you don't, if Warner, if DC's going to have a presence at Comic-Con and they don't drop something like this, like who's going to be Superman, then they're missing a huge opportunity. Um, unless they, if they have somebody cast by then, like just save it for Comic-Con. Like, yeah, a new, you telling me there's going to be a new Superman at Comic, like that you, that's, that's the that's the story for like for the week you know marvel announced their slate last year that was like the big thing we get a new superman that's all anyone's gonna be talking about so you know play your cards right there dc um i there's and then like we're talking about casting rumors later too like i feel like i've read rumors but we're still so early days that i feel like there's no there's no a knowledgeable way to talk about who we think is going to be superman like we could like say who we want or pick somebody but like there's just there's there's no way i think they're gonna i feel like what do you think about this steve and what would you which would you prefer i feel like they're gonna go with like an un a more of an unknown actor they're not gonna cast like this is a bad example they're not gonna cast like a brad pitt or they're not gonna cast timothy no. chalamet or someone that like is widely recognized like very known and has played a lot of roles they're gonna go with somebody from like a TV show or like a, a character actor who's never had a lead, like that kind of thing. They're going to yeah. go with like a, or just like a, or a completely fresh face. Yeah. I don't know. I, and I think that's probably the way they should go. I mean, outside of recasting Henry Cavill, just because I thought that was a great cast. Like yeah. if you're going to restart fresh, then do it with someone that's, you know, you can mold and that is going to grow into the part. Yeah, because like if you get someone that doesn't have a, a bunch of credits or even any credits to their name, you completely avoid the like the what do you mean Ben Affleck's going to be Batman, you know, right. uh, explosion or what do you mean Heath Ledger's going to be the Joker? Like like people have flipped out when that stuff was because we saw them in other stuff. Therefore, some people could not picture them as their hero or whatever. But like if you've never seen anybody. You never seen this person or anything else. Then, how do you know they're going to be a bad Superman? You can't claim that. So, certainly uh, keeps that on the DL, and uh, that's what I would prefer. Uh, additional Superman news: um, We've talked about on and off in this podcast, especially when it was announced that there was a over a year ago now, year and a half ago, they announced that J.J. Abrams was producing a Superman movie for HBO that was going to be written by Ta-Nehisi Coates. And um, it was heavily rumored that at some point this was going to be a feature 
theatrical film. Who knows what anymore, if it's going to be an HBO Max thing or whatever. But um, a lot of people thought it was dead when Gunn and Saffron took over. And now James Gunn apparently has come out in an interview and said that uh, it still possibly could happen. He said, um, those two things are totally unrelated. And I think what he means is his Superman movie versus Ta-Nehisi Coates' Superman movie. He said, those two things are totally unrelated. I know that Chantel Nong, who is the executive on that project, is extremely excited about it. So if it comes in and it's great, which I haven't read the script, and if the timing is right, that could absolutely happen. It would be an Elseworlds tale like Joker. So still a possibility of getting an additional uh, Superman movie, possibly uh, a black Clark Kent or a black Superman. Um, do you, Steve, think that it would be... <laughs> How much Superman is too much Superman? I guess is what I'm saying. If we're getting a new one um, in the DCU and we still got Superman and Lois going on and whatever, you know, cartoons or whatever happen to be going at the same time, and we get another one. Like, how much Superman is too much Superman? It's, I don't know. It's weird because he's probably your strongest brand on the DC side. Like, as far as recognizable, you know, it's I mean, a, he's, it's a I coin mean, flip he between hasn't, him and Batman. But, like, he hasn't been he in ha- stuff recently. I was going to he should be, but he hasn't been because right. Warner Brothers has been scared to touch him for so long. Yeah. Um. But you, as far as recognizable, yeah, everyone knows the Superman symbol. Everybody, whether right. you read comics or not, yeah. And that's it's kind of it's kind of weird that they haven't utilized him more. I mean, it's insane. It's yeah. insane, straight up. So, uh, I mean, I guess, I guess you've got to toe that line between wanting to oversaturate something that people haven't seen, but if it's Two separate takes. You've got three Batman yeah. right now. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I think there's room for it for sure, especially if this is like a one off film. Um, I think there's definitely room for like, you know, a white Clark Kent and, or on in movies, a white Clark Kent in TV and either, you know, whether it's a black Clark Kent or it's like Calvin Ellis or something like a different yeah. black, like officially black version of the a Superman character. Then that makes it different enough. The fact that they, uh, the fact that even if it was a black Clark Kent, like the experience of that character is going to be wildly different from the white Clark Kent, you know, pretty much. So like it's going to feel different enough. Right. To separate it. So I don't they think just down the same suit. I mean, it's going to be similar to. Yeah. Similar to like we have you know if they started going into bat family stuff like it okay somebody's got a bat on their chest cool right somebody's got an s on their chest we've already seen supergirl in the flash we've already got these two rumored like you said superman and lois you've got all sorts of all sorts of super people out there i just watched league of super pets cosmos chilling right like yeah john krasinski as superman in that yes yep yep and Keanu Reeves as Batman. Love it. Love Keanu Reeves yeah. as Batman in that movie. He's great. Uh, and no uh, matter what, with the Ta-Nehisi Coates thing, the, the writing is at least in good hands because... Oh, for sure. Like, he's just great. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think, I mean, according to, like, what James Gunn has said about stuff in the past, like, you know, the stuff that's going to be Elseworlds has to be really good in order to stay there. And also that they are going for quality over 
quantity and they're really like kind of respecting the writers and making sure that things are written very well before they shoot. So, you know, so it might be a real one. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Like this, this is the kind of thing we're talking about is this like how many of these Superman movies might be delayed? Like now that the writers are on strike, I don't know. Um, but you know, he, he, he respects a vision and he respects a writer enough to, you know, to know whether or not it's good, I guess. And to, you know, he, he would know if it's going to stand out or be too close or whatever. So I would love to see it. I hope it happens. I hope it happens. Um, uh, speaking of what you said about the multiple, uh, Batman, when the flash trailer played before, um, guardians, my wife hadn't seen the new trailer yep. and she liked it. And she's so, but afterwards she goes, so wait, is, is Robert Pattinson in this one? And I was like, no, not Robert Pattinson, just the two other Batman. Just all actors. of the rest of them. <laughs> yeah. Actually, the, yeah, the trailers, everybody else, right. The trailers were a good, uh, good test for me to see what, what there was a chance of my wife actually enjoying. <laughs> um, yeah. Flash didn't pass the muster. Oh, bummer. Um, there actually, there wasn't a whole ton of them that did. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, doing, uh, some Marvel talk. These are those, uh, unconfirmed reports we talked about earlier. This is according to a report from a, a site called the cosmic circus, which I had never heard before. Um, apparently, uh, this website is reporting that, uh, Loki season two has been delayed. And not that we had an official date for it, but I looked seemingly Marvel's Marvel said to be targeting a, a mid to late summer release date now being pushed to fall, possibly October. Um, not a surprise to hear this based on things that Bob Iger has said about Disney cutting back. And, you know, uh, we for a while thought that we thought that we were going to see this in 2023. Then we thought that we maybe not weren't going to see it in 2023. Maybe Secret Invasion was going to be the only Marvel show. Um, makes sense that if we did get it, it would definitely be in the back half of the year. Steve, how likely do you think that this is being delayed because of the writer's strike and or how likely is it? Do you think this is being delayed because of the problems with Jonathan Majors, who is uh, apparently still a part of this series? So they came out and said that uh, Majors will still be in this. Uh, yeah, they did because everything's been shot and it's it's effectively in post at this point. It's exactly what we talked about when we were going over the differences between you know, Jonathan Majors and Ezra Miller a couple episodes ago. Yeah. Or whatever. Like the flash is still coming out because the studio spent the money already. Like yeah. it's been paid for. Like this Loki season two is going to happen regardless of what happens with majors. Right. It's already, been I think filmed. Marvel's it's already there. Yeah. Right. But Marvel's just in a worse situation really where what is going to happen with Jonathan majors is still kind of up in the air. Although I think most of us have already seen the writing on the wall here. Um, but uh, anyway, sorry. Right, I and I've like got I a hunch you off. that may be the bet, or that may be the biggest reason we haven't heard anything on majors is that he is like because Loki season two is still a thing. Yeah, uh, to you know not cut ties till after or like they didn't they didn't write when it happened, so it may be you know either something more egregious. Is it possible to be more egregious? <laughs> There's plenty of things that could be more egregious, but not too many. Yeah. Um, that uh you know if something if another shoe drops or if um if loki season two comes out then you know maybe they're like all right 
now we can officially say it. He's done. I mean, yeah, that's just, that's what I think Warner Brothers is doing with Ezra Miller. I think they're just not saying anything about it until the movie comes out. And then, sorry, he's not going to continue. Yep. Um, sorry, they're not going to continue. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Could be any could be any of these things. I feel like certainly could be writer strike as well as we know Marvel yeah. has the habit of filming stuff before it's done being written. So no, I feel like that's never it happened. could be Marvel might take a big hit on this strike if it keeps going like productions may be just grinded to a halt. But even that, you know, ones that are already filming or even close to being done, like even like in post-production, they like have rewritten scenes and refilmed stuff like gone back, you know, at the last minute. So who knows? I think Marvel might be uh, in some in for some trouble if this strike goes on a lot longer. Um, some more unsubstantiated. I don't know. I this isn't even really a story. I guess it just there's been a lot more Fantastic Four rumors this week. We've oh, heard that one? at what did, I, what did I skip? Loki season two. Oh no, you shifted around. I copied, I shifted I copied around, so an earlier could, yeah. portion of the. Oh mind. sorry, yeah, yeah. sorry. Don't throw me off. I moved it around so we could stay on unsubstantiated rumors mm. all in one big cluster. Um, it is true. The the big one is substantiated. The oh, the one that we're going to get through after this. Yes. Oh yeah, the one that everybody's waiting for. hundred yeah, percent. Biggest. Yeah. Biggest news in um, Marvel ever. In Marvel history, I don't know why we didn't <laughs> open the show with it, Steve. <laughs> um. We heard this week that Adam Driver has officially accepted the role of Reed Richards. Again, this is unsubstantiated. We heard that they uh, offered that Margot Robbie is being offered the role of Sue Storm, the Invisible Woman. Um, You know, but Mila Kunis is still being talked about as being a part of this movie and maybe being the thing. Like, even though she said she wasn't, I don't, I don't. There's just a lot of stuff going on out there. Apparently, there's some maybe some credence behind the Antonio Banderas being Galactus. Um, I don't know, but it's all like I feel like the Adam Driver one is the most concrete that I've heard. Um, Margot Robbie dropped this week. Like, I'd kind of be surprised if Margot Robbie wanted to keep playing superheroes. I mean, she's already Harley and she's great at it. And she's also going to be Barbie. Like, is she also then going to be another Marvel hero at the same time? Like, she's a great actress. I don't know if she wants to just spend her entire life doing superhero or genre films like this. Um, also, uh, on that hot mic podcast that I listened to earlier, Jeff Snyder made a great point where he said, I wouldn't report on Margot Robbie being offered this role because she gets offered everything. He said, it's like, it's like people offering Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt stuff. Like they get offered everything because they're the biggest stars in the world. They're Oscar nominated or Oscar winning actors. <laughs> like everyone wants Margot Robbie in their project, right. you know? So, um, so that, that's a good point. Um, and, and everybody wants her because she's shown she has the range to pull off. Yeah, because she's, yeah, right. Yeah, she's a great actor. So probably yeah, similar to Adam Driver in the sense that, like, yeah, of course yeah. he was offered it. Yeah. I mean, he's someone that we've heard for so long that I am, that's why I feel like, I feel like that one has the most weight to it just because we've heard his name attached to Reed Richards in varying levels of confirmation or varying levels of rumor yeah. for like a long time. Um, but again, Steve, this is another movie or process that could be affected by the writer's strike. Um, who know? We don't know really where this is. Like, would they bother announcing a cast if they have to delay production 
do we not maybe do we don't get i would at this point i feel like we may not get this until comic-con like this could be another giant announcement for comic-con if they do it like if if we're not going to get it till like june then you might as well wait till july <laughs> right. like i you know it's just it seems, makes sense like do it on it the biggest sense. stage yeah save it like let that hype build and then it explodes when Adam Driver and Margot Robbie walk out on stage or, you know, um, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Um, the one uh, casting that we can confirm, um, and this is what we talked about earlier, everybody's favorite. And the, the, the wait is over, people. The wait is over for this Marvel casting um, recasting, I should say. I mean, we did a special episode. I don't know why, but we should have done a special episode on this. Remember, we did a special episode when we heard Hugh Jackman was coming back as Wolverine. That's true. And this is even bigger. So it's insane that we didn't record this as a separate episode because this would just, this would really put our name on the podcast map, I think. It, it shakes the shakes the foundations of the Marvel Universe. <laughs> it really does. Deadpool 3. Casting confirmation, the return of Peter. Yep. Yep. That's it. <laughs> Rob Delaney is officially it. back as Peter in Deadpool 3. Yeah. Everyone's favorite member of X-Force. Uh, just a totally normal human average guy that showed up and they uh, let him be on the team. Does he get crushed by a garbage truck in that movie or like a weed Whacker or something? Doesn't he, he get sucked into like a machine, uh, some kind of machine? I think. Because in um, Deadpool, like trying to like pull his legs out and then his legs like detach. I don't really remember. It's very funny. No, he was trying to pull somebody. Uh, was it? I can't remember who. It might have been Zeitgeist that he was trying to pull out of the wood chipper. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. Peter went into the wood chipper. I don't think so. I think it was the other way okay. around. All right. I gotta watch Deadpool movies again. Yeah, Not too long. They're very good, especially two. I haven't seen two like Deadpool one. I saw a couple of times. I think I actually yeah. saw it multiple times in theaters. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, I know I saw it at least two. Um, Deadpool two, I didn't see as many. Like I didn't. I don't even know if I've rewatched it more than once or so. I've watched it at least once. Yeah, I know I own the. I own it on Blu-ray, so um, I have to fire it up. I, I've mentioned this to you before. I, I think Deadpool two is possibly a more x-men movie than any other x-men movie it just feels more comic accurate for some reason i don't know if it's the zaniness or the characters that they use or whatever but good oh it's funny yeah rob delaney is back as peter in deadpool 3 along with um uh morena beckaren and the guy that's voicing colossus and some other returning character dopender whoever plays dopender from deadpool Mm -hmm. he's gonna be back too Awesome. Uh, that's all the film and television news that we have for you people tonight. But we do have some comics news. Uh, Jim Lee, longtime um, writer. No, oh. artist. The What? I just Googled Deadpool 3. Uh, Deadpool 3 is severely affected by WGA strike. Mm. As Ryan Reynolds no longer allowed to improvise lines. Right. That is a really good point because improvising on set apparently counts as writing because you're coming up with a line that's going to be said in the movie so like what's the difference right so yeah movies like deadpool 3 
or actors that like to improvise, like they can't do that. Like Judd Apatow is someone that like makes movies where they like do a lot of like right. improv stuff on site. Can't do that. Those any, movies are any former shut SNL down. cast members' careers shot for the next couple of months. For sure. For sure. So yeah. Great uh great point, Steve. Really tying the stories together. The Deadpool story tied into the writer strike story. That's some good yeah. Good reporting right there, Steve. Congratulations. Right on top of it. You know, two lines um, into you describing Jim Lee being. Yeah. <laughs> uh, editor and I think he, what is he now? I don't know. I think he. Chief or something of DC yeah. Comics, Jim Lee. Uh, famed comic book writer. Um, started at Marvel, has been at DC for a long time. One of the founders of Image Comics as well. Dude's all over the place. Um, if you're a comic book fan, you likely know who Jim Lee is. Anyway, he is now. Uh, he has been named the new president of DC, uh, DC Comics, I should say. Um, he will act as president, publisher, and CCO of the DC Comics branch of Warner Brothers Discovery. Lee will continue in his primary duties at DC, where he is currently like leading the creative teams as chief editor. Also, uh, will be leading efforts to integrate DC's publishing portfolio of characters and stories across all media, supporting the brands and studios of Warner Brothers Discovery. So there's a good little uh, corporate um, thing for you. Steve, thoughts on Jim Lee as an artist? Go. I mean, the X-Men runs were quite seminal yeah. in my, like, that Same. was that was what I grew up with was those X-Men yep. runs, so. Yeah, I would have to say legendary. Yeah. For sure. Um, And then when he moved over to DC, he started crushing it, immediately ended up on Batman, like, um. Now he just does, he most, I don't think he, he doesn't do interiors. He does covers still a lot. Yeah. Variant covers. He yeah. Does. He definitely doesn't do as much art as he used to, but he's yeah. quite busy doing all the behind the scenes stuff. So yeah, for sure. And like Batman hush is one of the most well-known Batman stories. Yep. And he did interiors for that. Jeff Loeb and, um, and Jim Lee. Oh, and coming um, full circle from our conversation earlier, uh, Jim Lee co-created Gambit. You're right. That's true. So in League of Super Pets, there is a reference to throwing playing cards extremely fast at someone as a superpower. And yeah. uh, so watch that earlier. Gambit's back. <laughs> Gambit yeah. is everywhere today. Um, he also co-created Psylocke, right? Um, I believe. Did he co-create Psylocke or was he part of I the weird did. Betsy Quanon thing? I think he co-created Psylocke. I know he created the cool brown and yellow Wolverine costume that I love. Yep. That never gets used anymore. But that's dope. Yeah. The yeah, uh, that's... Claremont. Uh, no, they're both Claremont and Herb Trimpey. Oh, boo. Psylocke mm-hmm. and Betsy. Um, he did create o- Omega Red. Oh, interesting. Of which I have the wonderful cover that you can't see behind other stuff because, well, I believe height you. is a thing uh, of yeah. the first appearance of Omega Red up there. That's right. You told me about that before. Yep. Cool, cool, cool. Um, This week in your local comic book store, you may or may not find some of the following titles, including Amazing Spider-Man number 25, Batman Scooby-Doo Mysteries number eight. Out, Steve. Another one's out this week. I am behind on Batman Scooby-Doo Mysteries. There's by number the way. seven. My, yep. I have that too. Haven't read it. My son has not read the last like three issues. Oh, Batman Superman. We're, we're up through six. We haven't gotten seven yet. It'll be good. Yeah, we can go back yeah. to back now. 
Yeah, we got to get into it. Uh, Batman White Knight presents Generation Joker. I don't know what that is, but the Batman White Knight stuff is all great. So I might pick that up. Uh, Captain Marvel number 49, Cartoon Puppet Horror Theater. I don't know what that is, but it's a great title and it's a number one. So a good jumping on point. Cosmic, excuse me, Cosmic Ghost Rider number three. Danger Street number six. Daredevil number 11. Extreme Venomverse number one. I don't know what that is, but it sounds like the most 90s title just ever. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, that's uh, no. If it was if it was a 90s title, it would just be the X instead of EX. Oh, yes. Correct. Yeah, correct. And they'd find a way to throw like a Z into the Venomverse or something mm. somehow. Extreme Venomverse number one. Uh, regular Ghost Rider, not Cosmic, just plain old Ghost Rider number 14. There's Ghost a lot of lore. spirits that need vengeance, Mike. Oh, I know. I believe you. Uh, Ghost Lore number one. Green Lantern. Green Lantern. Invisible Iron Man number six. Kong Great War number one. Kong, who is an ape. Not a monkey. Nemesis Reloaded, number five. Noctera, number 14. Rogue and Gambit, number three. Saga, number 64. Samurai Doggy, number six. Again, sometimes I just throw in a title that looks good and I don't know anything <laughs> about it. Sandman Universe Nightmare Country, The Glass House, number two. They that couldn't is have a title. That, at all? that is a title. Too many subtitles <laughs> in that, for sure. Uh, second Coming Trinity, number two. Silk, number one. New number one for Silk. Something Epic. Number one, Spawn, number 341, Spider-Gwen, Shadow Clones, number three, Spider-Man, 2099, Dark Genesis, number two, Spirit World, number one, Star Trek Defiant, number three, Star Wars Darth Vader, number 34, Star Wars High Republic, number nine, Superman Lost, number three, Wildcats, number seven, Wolverine, 33, and X-Men Red, number 11. Yeah, lots of good stuff going on at your local store. Steve, I ran into you. At our local comic book store on this past Saturday, because it was Free Comic Book Day. It absolutely was. What did you acquire at Free Comic Book Day? Or and uh, have you read any of it? Is it good or anything? What's going on comic wise in your life? Uh, free Comic Book Day wise, I grabbed uh, three three of the kids' books. They had a Spidey, um, Spidey and his Amazing Friends, and these are all the free offerings that every like all the publishers put out yeah, uh, yeah but there was a spidey and his amazing friends a dc book that had a couple of different kids stories in it and mm. uh the turtles so we haven't gotten yep. through any of those that was the the three i got for my son because well they were the three kids ones yep and then i grabbed uh the what did i grab i think the avengers and the uh, star trek books Oh, nice. So Yeah, I think I got the Avengers one. I definitely got the Turtles one, um, the Batman one. I got those three for sure. And I think my wife grabbed... There's like a Lois Lane um, book. It was, oh, I think really? it's like a teaser for like DC does all these like YA and younger reader graphic novel things that are really great. Like, um, I Actually, I would point you towards a couple probably if you're looking for more comics um, yeah. to read with your son. Um, or you can borrow some that I have. Uh, but they're doing a one for, you know, it's YA and it's based on Lois Lane. I think there was a, a, t- a teaser comic for that graphic novel, which is cool. Oh, nice. Um, and yeah, I mean, they were hopping at Funky Town. There were like a, a lot of them were gone before I got there. Oh, so absolutely. I know there was like a Star Wars book and stuff that was just gone super fast. Um, yeah. And we didn't get there terribly late either. Yeah. We got it like an hour after it started, yep. but they had to line out the door. 
So yeah, they were starting with the lineup there. That was great. Yeah, shout out to them for doing it right. Um, oh, I can I say uh, they ha- they did have a, a heck of a sale, um, and I was able to acquire one of the white whales, the Ooh. original 1977 Star Wars number oh, one. Yeah. That, yes, uh, that I was able to get for a, a real good price, and now that yeah. is that is now in the in the collection. Don't have to worry about it; it's there. Congratulations! Yep. That's amazing. <laughs> That's really awesome. Um, <laughs> it was like, well, I was like a kid in a comic book store. I was like, yeah, yeah I yeah. found it. <laughs> it's here, guys. I got it. <laughs> yeah, they have so many good, they have so many um, back issues. Oh, yeah. At Funky. Of like such a deep bench of back issues. It's great. Yeah, and ev- exactly everything. Um, they didn't have any Swamp Thing, though. Usually really? they have a, I, or I didn't see any. And usually they have a good amount of uh, a Swamp Thing. I, didn't, I know I the X Men back issues were picked over quite well. Yeah, yeah. I saw someone like I was trying to look at Superman's, and there was just one guy that was just literally going through every single one so slow. <laughs> I yeah. couldn't wait for him. I was like, okay, I'm not going to look at Superman stuff anymore. Um, but yeah, they have books from like the 40s and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's in, it's insane. And I'm just like holding like I don't know some random DC World's Finest or a Shazam book or something that's right. like just so old i'm just like ah this is it it's they've right got here. the the original blue beetle behind the counter yeah the yeah like blue beetle number one yeah <laughs> it's insane yeah can't afford that though for sure no I, that's like half a mortgage i think yeah absolutely um i don't know so like i said no one shots it's kind of a slow uh week so um oh sorry I, if this was a bit of a i did want to mention show, but, uh for any of us local local syracusians uh, mm-hmm. You mentioned the Spider-Man 2099 Dark Genesis. Yeah, uh, that is currently being written by local local boy Steve Orlando. So that's right. Uh, I may actually be checking that out just to you know just to see see how he's doing. Yeah, see how he's see how yeah, you, know, you know left DC, stopped writing uh, Supergirl and Wonder Woman to go to Marvel and uh, mother. Yeah, he wrote Marauder, know. the last Marauders. Uh, I don't know if that's still running or not. Well, yeah, he's, he's, he's definitely he's doing Scarlet Witch too, isn't he? Oh yeah, he's writing Scarlet Witch, yeah, and Spider Man. He's now all over the place. Apparently, he's all over the place. Um, he's becoming somebody that can do whatever they want. Yeah, <laughs> I think which is awesome. So yeah, shout out to local boy um, Steve Orlando. Um, and I think that's it. I don't know. I didn't do a ton of reading. I read some Swamp Thing, and I you know flipped through a couple free books, but haven't really dug into anything. So. Yeah, I think I, I caught up on Yoda, and that was about it. Nice. Yeah. Well, that's all I got, Steve. That's all I got. Like I said, kind of a light week, so we were yeah. just uh, ta- tangenty as we could be to fill some time. I think. But I don't know. <laughs> well, we still ended up almost an hour, so it's funny that's how that true. happens. Plus, and also, oh, were you just going to do the same thing I was going to do? You can do it. I talk too much on these. You can do it. I can do it. Do you talk first? I talk first. <laughs> how do we do this um, you can do it i've, I've said it enough <laughs> so yeah if uh if you haven't uh heard uh we did a two and a half hour recap of star wars top 11 uh films live action uh go check that out also just before this we recorded our reactions to the guardians of the galaxy volume three release um spoiler alert mike and i both liked it uh, we liked it a lot go see it if you haven't gone or haven't if you haven't seen it go i'm just gonna stop talking this is this yeah. is why you talk more uh 
<laughs> if you haven't seen it, go see it. If you yeah. haven't listened, go listen. Um, yeah. Yeah. But don't listen before you see it because we right. spoil the hell out of it. And we warn sure. you quite a bit. So you'll probably pick up on the fact that you should not be listening if you run across it. Yeah. Um, as I mentioned on that episode, uh, I went with my wife. And we happened to be in the same theater that you and your wife were yep. in, which was great. Um, so cool. Um, and on the but before, like on the way to the theater, my wife loves the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. That was like the first mm-hmm. Marvel movie she saw that was like, "I'm in. This is great. I like this a lot." Same. Um, yeah. And uh, she's like the subsequent ones, likes their appearance in the other films and stuff. Um, but she didn't seem like quite as pumped as I was to go see this one. And I was like, do you like, have you fallen out of the favor with this, um, this franchise or whatever? She's like, no, she's like, I feel like I just gotten into a place where I think it's probably because of the pandemic. I haven't been going to the theater that much. Like, I just feel like I don't really care about going to the movie theater. I'd rather just watch it on my couch. Like I'm not, you know, I just, you know, it's fun and it's cool to go, you know, but you know, I'd rather just watch on the couch. And on the way out, uh, I was like, so, pretty cool theatrical experience huh she's like yep nope you're right i much rather would have seen that in a theater than sitting on my couch like so it's it's that kind of movie people it's a big it looks great it's a big bombastic you know grab your explosive film enjoy yep but also also has a lot of humor and a lot of heart uh for sure so go listen to our uh spoiler filled review of it if you want more than that but that's all you're gonna get yeah i can say i was almost in that same boat until like this last week when i saw three movies in theaters and i was like oh yeah Yeah. this is why i do this okay cool yeah i realized i've in the last two weeks i've seen four movies in theaters (laughs) oh did you catch evil dead rise evil dead yeah 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 good um uh yeah i liked it a lot perfect i liked it a lot i'll wait on that one just because sure but yeah and i'm thinking about like this summer there's so many movies come out this summer that i want to see I'm going to have to skip a couple, which is going to kill me. Right. Um, but like, there's just so much happening, like mission impossible mm-hmm. flash blue beetle. Um, I can't, there was one other movie uh, trailer th- last I night that th- I was keep like, forgetting the blue beetles coming out. Yeah. Like Dune, uh, Indiana, Oh, Indiana Jones. Like yeah. there's so much like this summer that I, I'm like, what of those can I not see in a theater? None. I right. don't know. Like they all are big theater movies. I don't know. And like, I, I can't wait till the flash comes out on, you know, <laughs> yeah. streaming to watch it. Like me, Mike yeah, no, Gibson, no. Mr. DC guy. No, it'll be hard enough for That's you to wait till like Friday. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so uh, we'll see what happens anyway. That's all I got, Steve. You got anything else? No, it's all I got. I'd say uh, if you want to get a hold of us, feel free to hit us up on all the socials, the multiverse report, uh, Multiverse Port or Multiverse RPT on Twitter, the Multiverse Support.com, Multiverse Support at gmail.com. Uh, drop us a line, leave us a review, leave us an Apple podcast review. Really helps out uh, get more Please listeners do. to the pod. And uh, yeah, go from there and we should be, should be in good shape moving forward here. Yeah, I agree. So until next time, thanks for watching, thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the multiverse.